Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Prasad, and this is episode 13. I'm thrilled to be here today on the uh, podcast. I was just reflecting about how we're in episode 13, and we started just out of obedience, feeling that there's a need for something like this. And now we are feeling that we're hitting our stride a little bit into what this thing is supposed to be, what it's really meant to be. Um, we're getting new guests on just about every single week and uh, providing some great information, some great content to help churches all around the world eventually just begin to understand the power of branding and how they can leverage it and, and marketing and be able to use it for the benefit of uh, helping others, others come to know Jesus Christ. So uh, today we're going to jump into a topic that I think will be extremely helpful, uh, especially with our, our guest uh, who is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to uh, marketing. So we're going to dive into marketing one more time. And uh, it's something that goes hand in hand. Marketing goes hand in hand with branding. In fact, it's like a right hand and a left hand. It's all part of the same body. And they work together to make uh, uh, great things happen, to, be, to help a church become attractive. Um, marketing is actually... Um, it's actually led by branding in, in a way. If, if marketing is the thing that goes out there and reaches people and communicates with people in various ways, then branding is the thing that guides it. It's almost like your marketing hand is guided by your brand hand, uh, if that makes any sense at all in my analogy. But I actually came across a story about the Nike logo the other day that I thought made a lot of sense. The, uh, the initial design for the Nike swoosh was not well received by the company. In fact, the designer, a junior designer out of uh, out of college, designed the logo, and they uh, he, they presented it to Nike, and Nike didn't they didn't think much of it. But over time, they started to just to throw it on some shoes and use it in some marketing campaigns, and it began to get traction. It began to become the symbol of this active lifestyle. And uh, then, of course, Nike adopts it. Now everybody knows the swoosh. And uh, they called that designer back. And originally, they, they paid them $35 to design that logo. And after many years of having tremendous success, Nike gave them this huge like stock option, basically, in the company um, as a way to say thank you for creating the swoosh. But um, it just goes to show, though, that uh, marketing and branding go together. They feed each other. Branding sets up marketing, and then marketing establishes branding, and then you do it again. It's a cycle. They just kind of feed each other. So we're going to get into our topic today, and we're going to talk again about marketing quite a bit. Um, but uh, Stephen uh, Records is our guest, and he really uh, does a good job of uh, explaining how the marketing is really uh, pointing back to the brand, to the, the message, the core values that the, the church has. So uh, you'll see that in the podcast a little bit later on. But let me introduce um, Stephen just a little bit. Um, he works at James River Church in Springfield, Missouri. James River is a large church, multi-campuses, two very large campuses, over 12,000 people attending on a weekly basis. They put on some of the, the, the largest events in the, uh, in the area for sure, if not in the state. And they, they do a large men's event called Stronger where they pack out an arena, or they will be packing out an arena next year. I think they're moving it to a, a, just a larger venue. And then there's a women's conference called Design for Life that they do. 
and they pack out the arenas doing that. They have a, a college that they um, they host there on the campus. Uh, students from all over come to, to be a part of that college. And James River is just one of those uh, thought leaders. They, they just, just do an, an amazing job in Springfield, Missouri, reaching that community. And they're laser focused on reaching that community. And it's a, a wonderful church to watch. And Stephen Records has come on in recent um, years, I'd say within the last couple of years, to head up their digital marketing department. Uh, James River didn't have a digital marketing department before Stephen came, but he did such an amazing job that they created this department and Stephen's heading that up. And uh, he's just extremely knowledgeable when it comes to uh, marketing tools and tactics, uh, the different uh, ways you can market on social media, on websites, and in different ways. So as part of this podcast, he's just going to share a lot of the, um, the, the, the principles that he uses and um, the tactics that he uses to then reach people for James River, um, compelling them to be uh, uh, just drawn in by the vision of the church. So he, uh, he, in, this, in this part, this is actually a two-part episode. There's so much information that we, we separated it out into two parts. In the first part, Stephen's going to share a lot of the, uh, the marketing, reaching out uh, aspect of what he does um, to reach outward beyond the walls of the church and to, to be attractive, become attractive to people. Um, he shares a lot of tactics and different things that are uh, um, kind of theoretical, like how they're, they're in theory they should work, but he's doing them and they are working and he kind of shares his story about that. And then the second part, we'll get into a lot more of the internal side of things. But uh, let's get to our interview with Stephen Records, and uh, I want to welcome him to the Church Brand Guide podcast. Hey, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. I'm here today with Stephen Records, who's going to share with us um, a lot of just marketing information that he uses as the digital marketing manager at James River Church uh, in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Stephen, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm doing great. Uh, I love doing this podcast. It's just one of the highlights of my week. So I'm thrilled to have you on today. Um, in fact, why don't you start off by telling our audience just a little bit about you? What's your journey? How did you become the marketing director at this huge mega church, James River, with 12,000 plus people, multi campuses? How did you get there? Yeah, hey, thanks again for having me. I'm just. Uh really honored to be on here with you to be able to talk about this sort of stuff and um, really for me my journey kind of began as a uh, freelance photographer and designer and I was doing all that stuff um, basically while I was still in high school and then I eventually went to uh, the James River uh, Leadership College at the time and that's uh, JRLC here and that's our college uh, that we have and had went through that and gotten my associate's degree and from there had really a, a heart and a passion for the local church and had a desire to see the church uh, grow and be a builder of the church and had started during that um, journey uh, a blog platform um, to be able to really speak uh, to churches on how they can grow just strategically. And um, through that journey, I've been able to really see uh, how, how churches um, can be really, really amazing churches that just, they don't know how to grow in the 21st century because a lot of things have changed in technology. And um, so I wanted to be able to give voice to that. 
and from there I actually went on to finish my degree at Hillsong College in Australia and um, while I was there within the first couple weeks I had um, just had a, a God moment where um, the Lord connected me with one of the executive staff members there at Hillsong and um, I had started interning with him and working with him um, as a special projects manager doing um, a lot of things involved with their conference marketing. Um, he was actually overseeing the conference marketing and um, their sponsorships and their groups and all those different things there that happen across all the conferences that they have around the world. And um, so I had jumped in to help with a lot of that and had come up with some uh, different proposals on how they can grow the conferences in different areas of the world and um, how, what sort of things that we could be doing just to use what's in our hand in order to, to build the local church in order to accomplish the goals that we have as a church and the things that we had purposed and that God had purposed in our hearts to do. And, um, you know, through that, I really was um, impassioned even more to, to help champion the cause of the local church and help grow churches and, and build them. Um, and that was just an amazing opportunity to be a part of that there and, uh, you know, to really be able to see how, how they do that and um, even be able to add to what they're doing and manage some of their websites and help rebrand some of them as well. And... Um, then from there, I had moved back and within a couple months had started on staff at JRLC, um, the college that I initially was at, doing marketing for them. And um, through that, we had uh, kind of almost just rebuilt from the ground up how that whole infrastructure and what sort of things we would use for emailing and, you know, uh, rebuild of the, of the website that we had and just redoing really everything. Um, and we had, you know, thought through new scholarships and everything. So, um, through that journey, uh, we really just saw the college take off in growth and, um, we ended up doubling our web traffic and our social media for the college actually was outgrowing at the time, uh, the social media accounts for the main church. And, um, at that point we had just seen that it's such a huge need that why aren't we doing that for for the main church and um, you know for the church at large and so they had uh, created the digital marketing department and had um, moved me from JRLC to oversee that department and I've been there um, for the past two years and we've just seen really um, the Lord help us in so many different ways with that um, even just this past year we doubled our web traffic and um, had really just seen just phenomenal growth across the board, across all of our, so all of our accounts. We've been able to um, launch a new website and um, even make improvements and launch a blog platform, a sermon archive, and um, really create some new things um, that we think are, are, are really helping build the church in ways that we never thought possible or have never seen um, done before. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing that that journey. It's uh, been amazing because I've known you for quite some time. Uh, I knew you before you got into all this stuff back when you were a freelancer, and uh, to see your your journey to where you are now is uh, really amazing. And it's really cool to see what James River is doing. They are uh, a church to watch. If you haven't heard of James River Church, 
in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I want to highly encourage you to, to just start paying attention to um, their website, uh, their social media. And uh, if you do, you'll see Stephen's work in, in the mix. So we're going to break down what Stephen's doing with James River, what the strategy is, and uh, the vision behind it, and where he's headed in the future. So why don't you share with us, um, from your perspective, sitting as the digital marketing uh, guru over there at James River, um, w tell us what the vision of James River is right now, and then what you're doing as, as the digital marketing um, manager over there to help that vision become a reality. Yeah. Um, you know, well, at James River, we really don't have, like, a set, like, this is our... This is in the vision since the beginning. Um, really what ha what it's been is um, whatever the Lord's spoken is for a heart within any season of life, that we put a focus towards those things. Um, and this year we really see uh, God centering us around the phrase, welcome home. And what that is, is to welcome people home into the kingdom of God, into the local church, so that... They're no longer strangers or wanderers and that they can enter in and feel like they're a part of a family and be uh, really supported and encouraged and for them to feel strengthened and to feel like they can walk in no matter who they are, where, where they've been into the church and um, that they're going to be received. And um, we also have seen within this year... Um, really a sense that God's calling us to be a fountain church and meaning that we would be um, an example to other churches and being able to champion the cause not just of James River but of local churches everywhere to be able to help churches around the world in, um, in their mission and their mandate that God has given them to be able to accomplish and um, you know, really what we've seen that stayed since the beginning is the core values of the church. And those core values are to reach the lost, expository preaching, prayer and worship, discipleship, children and youth, involving, involving people in ministry, and encouraging people. And so that's really where we have put as a digital marketing department, our focus has been. And this year, how can we welcome people and how can we be an example and resource other churches? How can we focus on those core values? How can we reach the lost? How can we better make disciples online? How can we utilize the preaching that we have in the church and be able to, to give that to people out that may not be able to you know, come to Springfield, Missouri on a, on a weekend and, and be a part of what's happening here necessarily? You know, how can we encourage prayer and worship and, and in all the different areas where we see that um, those core values being lived out. How can we leverage everything that we're doing as a church through our digital marketing department to help make those things, um, that vision and those, goal, those goals and those um, core values become real in everything that we do on a daily basis here. So, yeah, what, what does that look like um, for you guys? Like, is that uh, in a very tangible way, uh, I just, I, that's what I'm trying to get at, is, is it Facebook posts? Is it the website um, optimizing it? Um, is it, I, I don't know, it could be so many things. I'm sure it's all of them. But can you walk us through what that begins yeah. to look like um, in a very tangible way? It's everything, you know. Um, everything that we do 
um, should have and does have some sort of a of a goal behind it, a reason for why we do this. Why do we do what we do? And um, when I had first started this in this uh, role leading the digital marketing department, one of the very first projects that we took on was to redo the James River Church website at jamesriver.org. And um, what we had done through that whole process is actually interview all the department leaders within the church and ask them, you know, about their department. What's the goal? What's the reason that their department exists? What sort of things that... Um, do the people that they interact with on a daily basis need? What sort of things do they ask? What what um, questions do they have? What's their workflow? And we think about all the goals that each department has and then what the goals of the church are. And then that's actually been a process for us to listen to those people and be able to use that as a way to create the user experience that we have on the, on the website currently. And um, through that, we've really thought about how can we strategize for them um, and with them to be able to create the best possible experience for them to be able to accomplish the goals and the things that they need to do on a daily basis and be able to, um, to have the things that we need in order to uh, best reach people, to answer the questions that they have and to make it easier for the departments to operate. And, um, you know, what I've learned through that is sometimes the best thing that you can do is actually say no. Because <laughs> um, when you're stepping into a role like this, it is, in a lot of ways, um, really based on best practices. And what may be uh, suggested as a way of doing things or what they want on a certain page may not actually make sense for for the best interest of the church or for that department and so learning to say like you know I don't think you need five buttons in this section I think instead if we narrowed it down to just two buttons and we led that to other pages that have more information you know create a better user experience for those people so we always want to champion the cause of of the church but then also think about the user and think about how are we, how are we accomplishing the goals that we have? How are we actually taking the problems that are out there, the things that we're trying to solve for, and what is the best solution for that? And a lot of times that requires collaboration, that requires conversation, and you got to be willing to do that. Um, but really through, you know, Facebook, we, we try and use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram really to create awareness as well as to drive people uh, to the site for more information and to collect their information in different facets or to get them to really accomplish anything that, that we would have as, as a goal here at the church. Um, we would see uh, social media have some sort of a stream through that. Um, but one great instance is actually a new project that we recently launched in the past few months, which is our blog platform, the James River blog. And what we've done with this is actually kind of rethought the whole purpose of a blog on a, on a site for a church. And what we've done is we've taken targeted advertising and we have created a, a means where we can, you know, post Facebook ads or specific ads um, through search engines like, you know, Google AdWords or something like that, that target specific keywords 
that would lead them to a specific blog post about that subject. And within that blog post, you know, we're, we're trying to reach people. Like the goal here is that we want to be able to reach the lost in our area. And what the advertising world now offers is a way to target those specific audiences. We can actually target people who are not Christian, who live within a 30 mile radius of us and who are searching for around the topic of depression or stress and provide topics on those specific needs and then from there have an action step that either leads them to subscribe where we collect their information or where they can have an, an actual conversation with someone from our staff and team to help present the gospel to them and get them connected and invite them to church. And what we've been able to see is that even in this technical world, there are ways that we can utilize that to reach people and to have meaningful, engaging conversations with those that are not within the church or who would never step foot into a church. But as a result of those conversations, they are in fact coming to the church and, and, and becoming um, believers. And we've seen this in a lot of different areas where you can correlate the growth in traffic with the amount of um, people that are growing in attendance within the church. And, and so really what we've tried to focus on is, is within my department is how can we drive traffic to the site? How can we grow uh, traffic to specific pages that, um, that are designed specifically for certain goals that we'd have? So that might be reaching the lost, that might be um, church attendance, that might be a conference, that might be our college ministry or uh, our, our JRLC college and that might be youth, that might be um, families who are seeking to be to, to start finding a church since we're growing as a as a population, more people are coming in and those people who are coming in may have came from a church but you know we don't want those people to to just not get involved so you know, how are we reaching people who are new to the area? I've never heard of James River, and we're still looking for a church um, in the area. And so we kind of think about all of those different questions and think about, you know, kind of how someone might go from, you know, not knowing anything about us all the way to being an active, leaving, an active part of the church. Um, and really that's kind of where we've seen um, our focus go. If you kind of go through our website, you can see how clearly, you know, each page is focused towards a specific audience for a specific purpose and um, drives people to specific things that make sense. And I think that's what creates a great user experience. But it also is something that makes your site more effective. And, um, you know, so that's kind of where we've landed in terms of how we hit some of those goals and accomplish the vision of the church okay and, you so know, you asked anyone from my team <laughs> yeah let me yeah. so let me jump in there um you were saying so your website is kind of the hub it's the main thing you guys that's what you started with when you got in into position as the digital marketing manager the first thing you did was attack the website and make sure you built a site that really caters to the needs of the different ministries within the church and um, I'll, mm -hmm. along with that, there's a bigger vision of the church as a whole that kind of came first. So you were kind of the, um, the guardian at the, at the gate that kind of gave no's or yeses 
to different ideas yeah. that, that came across. That's really cool. I'm, I'm so glad you walked us through that process. And then you were saying that you went out to social media and basically everything points back to the website, but you're still using social media. You're using uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and different things to raise awareness mm-hmm. um, of what's going on in the church. So, so the strategy that I hear you saying is that social media raises awareness and drives people, people back to the website. The website then captures um, information that you can then you know, do something with that information. You can respond to it. In, uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things yeah. that was really big that you talked about was your blog. So that's amazing that you're actually using the blog like uh, like marketing people would use for a software company you know, in a way. You're, you're targeting keywords in your community for different uh, pain points that people have in the community. And you're writing these articles and providing help for people based on what they're uh, searching for not necessarily if they're searching for a church or searching for god it's just searching for anything that they might need in their life you're trying to meet them where they are mm-hmm. that's yeah, uh we we really target that yeah man that is uh wow that's really uh really nice uh is there any other like social media um outlets or um things that you, of note that you that james river uses you know, I think that one of the things that gets lost is um, people tend to focus on a specific um, channel of, um, if you're using like analytic terms, they say channels of acquisition. So that could be your social media, that could be your search engines, that could be traffic that's just coming to you directly from people typing it in as a URL, that could be traffic that's coming from referred sources like someone else's blog that's written about you or from, you know, a news site or something like that. Um, And, you know, that could be coming from paid ads or campaigns. And uh, there's all of those channels. And this could also be email. Um, And what we've done is actually broken those down and said, how can we, where is this at? How can we grow this specific one? And I'd say the more that you look at your analytics, and you break those down into those specific channels and you think of how you can grow each one, you're gonna see crazy amount of success that way instead of thinking of just one type of traffic like social media as the end-all answer for everything. Because you know, just like with someone who's a really good investor, he diversifies his assets, he diversifies his investments because he realizes that there's, there's, there's more potential for growth if you are thinking about not just one way of growing it, but multiple facets of that. And so we've thought about how we can improve our SEO by creating better content on the site and providing more detailed information and creating a better infrastructure within the site that better tailors for what search engines are looking for. We've thought about how can we have content to drive people to to our site through social media and how we can best utilize social media in that. But then once we get traffic, you know, especially if you're paying ads, you don't just want to rent space, you know. When you rent, when you rent a home, what happens is, as soon as that you know lease is up, you gain nothing in the end. And instead, you can think of it more about how can we buy space, or how can we 
how can we eventually work towards buying space? And that is where you keep that following. You keep those people that you've, that you've engaged with. And what we've thought of in, that, in terms of that is how can we take you know, some sort of a paid ad but then, or organic traffic that we're getting from search engines and turn that into uh, having contact information and being able to send some sort of a, a subscription to them or anything like that. So um, we actually are able to, to market to those people without having to spend additional funds because ultimately, you know, we're stewards of, of the funds that we're giving and we want to be able to utilize that to the best of our ability. And, you know, there are a lot of ways that we, you can see tremendous growth. We've changed um, the game really for us when it came to email where before we didn't have any sort of subscriptions on our site and we weren't thinking about how we can utilize email in a really powerful way. And since we had started that, um, you know, before our, the amount of traffic that our emails were sending us was less than, you know, was less than a tenth of a percent. And now it contributes to over 5% of our web traffic overall. And you think about just how much traffic you can get through emails and that's free marketing. You're not spending anything really to send an email versus, you know, paying a dollar or more for a click potentially, depending on if you're, you know, running through a Google ad campaign. I mean, obviously there are ways you can make that smaller, but, um, you know, I'd say that those are some really key factors that we've thought through and how can we organically drive traffic to us by creating good content that people actually want to read or want to watch and want to subscribe to. And that's really where the game's changed for us. Man, that's really, uh, really good. Thanks for uh, sharing that. You, uh, so you mentioned email as being a big, uh, very organic way that you generate traffic. Um, in the marketing world, emails are still a huge deal uh, to get somebody's email and be able to communicate with them. It's almost like you're communicating one-on-one, even if it's a mass you know, mailer that goes out. So it's uh, very powerful, mm-hmm. and it's really cool that as a church you guys are doing that. And like you're saying, it's, it's more organic. It's, you're not paying for that. Um, so I love that point that you made. So you, uh, how do you measure success? I mean, actually, why don't we, in general, just talk about measuring what you're doing. Like, how can you show that you're being successful in all these things? Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'd say one of the key things that we do is we will look through Google Analytics and compare things year over year since the time of a specific event. So when we had launched the new website, we were comparing how that performed versus the previous year and looking at some specific stats. You know, One would be obviously how many visitors we're getting or how many new uh, users are using our sites. Um, so those are a couple things that we look at. But then also, um, additionally, we'll look at how much referral traffic is going from one thing to another or how many views a specific page is getting. So um, one of the things that we had seen is that, you know, our, our sermons are actually like major, major contributors to our web traffic. And it also is something that we've gained a lot of subscribers to. And we um, have specific action steps that we track through the URLs that we put in there um, to be able to see how certain things have performed. And, um, 
and the hard thing though is really and I think this is every church's challenge is how do you translate your traffic that you're getting on your site to who to those people that have maybe visited you through one of these types of digital marketing campaigns um, in person so how do they went from visiting your site to attending the church and being a part of the church and you know becoming a, a believer going through discipleship and um, that's really where I think a lot of disconnect happens for churches unfortunately and um, you know there are some things out there that may help with that um, and particularly business intelligence applications but they tend to be pretty expensive um, so you know one way to look at it though is if you're asking questions so if you have like a survey that you you know you have a place for visitors to go and you're you're asking them how they heard about you and you're reporting those things back to the departments that that are focused on driving um, traffic to a site or driving visitors to the church um, in order to help grow the ministry but even more importantly be able to grow the kingdom and reach people um, you know I think that's really important for there to be a, a communication between the people that are that are on the lines visiting and the people that are behind the scenes helping make the church uh, something of awareness that people are inter gaining interest in and actually attending because of um, you know so but what we've been able to do here um, to just sort of help solve that is um, just really looking at the analytics looking at the behaviors looking at the subscriptions that we're getting for certain things and also we have an online campus and so we've seen how um, our referral traffic since we've grown our audience online has affected the uh, the online campus that we also have which is a live stream and um, you know we just continue to see that and you kind of focus in on your one world and say like okay you know I know that we want to grow we want to grow our traffic we want to see per visit more people visiting more pages or for them to spend more time on the site or for there to be a smaller bounce rate you know so we kind of look at all of those sort of behavioral stats um, as well as having forms on the site to collect information so we actually have a visitor form on our site that um, that'll instantly get sent as soon as that person submits and it instantly sends an email notification to someone with our team with all their information so even if that person filled it out on Saturday night and they said that they wanted to you know come and visit us on Sunday morning they're automatically getting all the information they need to visit us they have a map in there and all that and then our team has all of their information to to be able to adequately welcome them home and to show them around the church and you know if they have kids to take them to the to our um, kids facilities and be able to get their you know kids all set up and ready to go into um, their age-appropriate classes and then be able to show them to their seat in the auditorium to really host them well but you know a lot of that comes from us having the information ahead of time so we can plan to be able to to be of a bigger asset to them in welcoming them home and then also for us obviously now that we've tracked that entry um, as a form entry we know that we know exactly where they've come from and you know how they how they got to that point on our site which is um, really what's helped for as a marketer to, 
to be able to see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, again, really good information. Let me just kind of rehash a little bit of what you were saying. So you measure, uh, that's a big thing that you focus on is measuring what you're doing and how successful it's being so that you are able to make adjustments. Um, so basically you're going to, you're going to do, you're going to do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And some of the ways you measure is that you, you use analytics so you can track, you know, page visits, how long people are staying on the site. Um, so the website's a big indicator of your effectiveness on your digital marketing strategies. You also have a couple of things that I think of, of, of note. One is your surveys. So you're, you survey people and you ask them, you know, what's, how did they hear about you or what they, what did they do to get to the church? So you just ask them in surveys. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. The other thing you mentioned is yeah. having forms. So you uh, online, you have forms that people can fill out. And then there's different, sounds like there's a, a few different forms that they can fill out. I love the journey that you talked about where somebody can fill out a form if they have kids and then the church is able to welcome their kids and um, be ready for them when they show up on a, on a Sunday morning. So I think the, the, the feedback, the, the, the having ways to measure your efforts is uh, just extremely important so that you're being good stewards of what you um, what you've been given. Uh, you also mm -hmm. talked about an yeah, on, absolutely. yeah. You also talked about an online campus. Can you expand on that a little bit? What the uh, what the thinking is behind that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, as as a church, what we've uh, seen is that now that we are kind of in the 21st century and with the technology that's out there, there's a way for us to be able to um, very easily broadcast what's happening on a church. And for those people that may be, you know, active duty in, uh, in the military or people who are um, mobily impaired and can't actually make it out to a church or people who have recently moved and are still trying to find a church, um, or let's say we get snowed out and it's uh, an icy, icy uh, winter wonderland outside, then, um, you know, this becomes an opportunity or a way for people to be able to still be a part of church, and, uh, but without necessarily having to be at church. And um, we wouldn't say that that is a, by, by any means, a replacement of church. Um, we still firmly believe in being actively and physically involved in the church, but we do see this as an available resource, an option for those who wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, awesome. I, I think that's a wonderful uh, way of thinking about it. I come into contact with churches who struggle with um, that idea of, hey, do we want people to come on campus or just uh, encourage them to stay home? But I think you're your, your uh, thinking behind that, I think, is going to help some churches decide what, what the best way to go about it. Hey, I want to thank Stephen Records once again for giving us this uh, amazing information about what James River is doing in the, in, the, in the realm of digital marketing. It's almost like we lifted the hood and just took a look underneath uh, what a, a very large church is doing. And uh, he, they have a lot of resources. They have a whole marketing, the digital marketing department, in addition to a creative department. So they have a lot of resources that they're pulling in. 
and uh, being able to do what to help them do what they're doing. So we can learn from that, though. It's not it, no matter what size your church is and what what you're doing, what you're able to do. Uh, it's something that you can learn from. You can you can at least begin to get the big ideas and implement them in what, whatever ways you're able to. Stephen spent a lot of time unpacking the website, and uh, I think that's a that's a, something important to point out because a website is such an important and vital part of any marketing plan. It's the front door to the church. It's what people come to first, and you have to be extremely intentional to to get that right. And uh, Stephen just really unpacked how this church, this mega church, is using the website in a powerful way to help people um, get drawn in from from people that don't understand or know anything about the church into becoming uh, members of the church, active members who are participating and helping and serving. He also talked a lot about content, creating great content that's attractive to the people in the community. So um, he, he unpacked that quite a bit with a blog and, and emails and um, social media and how they all begin to tie together to feed each other. So it's, uh, again, just amazing information from Stephen there. And uh, I'm so grateful that he joined us on the, on the podcast. There's a couple things I want to let you know. One, one, one of the things that I do every single time we do a podcast is just share a resource, a book that you can look into to help you as a church leader, as a church creative to begin to think differently um, and get out of the um, just a circle of being in church or in a church world and look outside of that. And the book today is called Tipping Point, and it's a book by Malcolm Gladwell. And the big idea of this book is that it's um, it takes a look at people and how they react and respond to things over a period of time to create big movements. So basically, the book unpacks big uh, movements that have happened, and it takes a look at how it started off as a very small thing, but then it, it begins to grow and grow and build on, on top of each other until it becomes this bigger movement, which then everybody um, is able to pay attention to because it's so big. So um, it, it takes a look at some negative circumstances of like maybe some riots that have, that have happened in the, in the city of Baltimore and and how did it get to the point where it got to, where it finally overflowed and um, became this uh, big issue in a very negative way. But then also it takes a look at like even even fashion trends, like how, how did certain fashion trends become a trend? You know, it starts off in this very tiny pocket and then some people that are influencers kind of start to pick up on it and then they influence their groups who influence you know more people and it just begins to unpack this uh, this idea spreading and how ideas spread and become this big thing even though it starts off in a very small way so as church leaders I think it's an exciting idea to look into because we share ideas as church as churches we share big ideas that come from God or and from the Bible and if we understand how that begins to happen and take root then we could be more strategic and maybe think about things in, in different ways, in more creative ways, so that uh, big ideas, God ideas, begin to take root in our communities. So um, the book, again, is called Tipping Point. It's by Malcolm Gladwell, and uh, you can get it. There's a link on it on our blog that uh, will take you to it so you can buy the book. I enjoy listening to books quite a bit, so um, if you want to take check a look, take a look at audible.com. Uh, That's what I use to get uh, the majority of the books that I read, um, I listen to them, and it's a great way for me to process and, and, and get a lot of information. 
So uh, just a couple recommendations there on um, Audible and on the book itself. One other thing to uh, let you know about is on our, our blog, it's at churchbrandguide.com. We have a contact page, and feel free to use that if there's any questions that you have. I would really love to hear from you and then respond to you uh, with any questions or even comments. Um, any any encouragement is great. Uh, we, we're just, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're just putting ourselves out there and hoping for the best. Um, any critiques are great too. We want to become better. That's one of the values that we have. And just any questions that you have that we can help you with, feel free to reach out to us. And uh, there's also uh, different forms throughout the website where you can reach out to us and, and we'd love to, um, to be in touch with you. One of the questions I, I would have if, if you just wanted to some, something to kind of respond to us with on the contact page is, what is your biggest struggle right now when it comes to branding your church? Maybe let me know what that is and I'll reply to you and let you know if there's anything that I've come across that might be able to help you out with that. So make sure you, you contact us um, anytime. Feel free to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also have a new photo resource. It's kind of a neat thing that we put together. Uh, we thought we, we've heard uh, many questions whenever we do speaking engagements. So, someone always asks the question, hey, where can we get some uh, great photography uh, that's free? Um, what's some good websites? Yeah, free is great. You know, usually it's uh, free is kind of thrown in there as part of the question. And so we've provided a resource of 11 great websites that we love using that provide great photos. And um, they're all free websites, and you can use the, the photos for anything that you want to do with them. So make sure you check out the blog and uh, churchbrandguide.com to get that new resource that's on there. You'll see it right on the homepage, and it's free. You can just download that resource. It gives you a, whole, a list of those 11 sites. So again, thanks for um, joining us. We will pick up on our next podcast with Stephen, and uh, that'll be part two of his, uh, his interview with us. Um, but thanks again for joining us on the Church Brand Guide podcast, and I'll see you next time.